DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We had Craig Bowlerjack on earlier this morning. PK, the playoffs are set, and we were talking to Bowler about the matchup. Uh, seven, the first seven spots in the West are set. Uh, we know that the second-seeded Clippers are playing seven-seeded Dallas. And we know it's the Jazz and the Nuggets in the 3-6 series. And we know it's Oklahoma City and Houston in the 4-5. The Lakers are the one. They're just waiting to make sure Portland actually can beat Phoenix or San Antonio or Memphis, which I think we all think they can. And Portland, I think, brings us to an interesting point. As we watch Damian Lillard, A, will his team in, and then B, score most of the points to get his team in. Uh, you know, they had to get healthy. The other guys matter, and they needed Nurkic back, and they got him back, and they need McCollum there, and they need Carmelo. You know, you don't really want to just leave Carmelo with a wide-open catch-and-shoot shot, right? He's not the guy anymore, but man, when he's playing off the ball, you can't really leave him. So Lillard is just crushing it now that he's got a team around him. 51 points, 61 points. And I know we've had Donovan Mitchell, Dwayne Wade comparisons forever, but shouldn't it be Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard? I mean, since they redid everybody's height, and now we know Mitchell's 6'1", he's nowhere near Wade's size. Lillard's 6'2". The game's changed since Wade played. I really think, and Lillard being a few years older, you know, can Donovan get that trajectory? Can he have that impact on a team? I don't know, literally 51 and 61-point games? Although I think Jazz fans are okay with that if that's where it goes to. But just that whole part of being the backbone of the team, both literally and figuratively, is really critical. He already is. So he's going to go on a tear and drag him through teams and take him to a conference final the way Lillard did a year ago? I mean, what was Lillard doing at 23 years of age? Right, exactly. That's why I'm saying that's the career arc. So, the okay, backbone and the foundation and all that stuff, he already is. So then if he keeps improving, stuff, he can... Then yeah, the he Lillard hasn't thing had the success that Lillard has had, but he's only in the league three years, and he finished his third year. Uh, yeah, but I mean, go shoot for the moon. Why would you limit it to Lillard? Because he's right in front of us going off. And, and because the other guys that you want, when you say shoot the moon, you know, I guess Steph Curry would be the next comparison then. Because you can't really compare well, him to LeBron. To he's him not, to anybody? He's 6'9", six, six, 250. Okay, be the best that you can be. Why do I have to draw a comparison? And do all that stuff just just be your greatest that you are and will be and can be and this is what we're seeing i mean i agree with what craig bowlerjack said is that we're seeing donovan emerge even more so which is natural when you think about it because it's his third year yes and he's got all the talent in the world and he's got charisma and and he's well spoken and he's got leadership qualities uh, you're seeing it, and I've been saying this for weeks now. Those of you who don't, and I've, I've heard it in my neighborhood. Mitchell needs to shut up, pipe down, stop it, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, that's your opinion, and you can, you can have it, and you're fine. And, and I've got a friend who says, I'm never, I'm turned off completely. Now, he wasn't fanatic about jazz basketball, but, you know, he's from here. He grew up here, and he liked him and all that. It wasn't, but he wasn't, you know. Just they didn't live and die by it is the the phrase that I use, but he's so turned off by it he hasn't watched one second. 
and he realizes, I realize nobody cares. That's my right, and it is his right to do that. But my thought is how it's connected to basketball. You're seeing him emerge as a leader, and so you may see some stuff. You, you, you can't have it. But, well, I want him to be this leader, but I don't want him to lead and say stuff that I disagree with off the floor. Well, you can't really have it that way. You know, you got to take, and not, I use the phrase good with the bad. You got to take you it. You, what you're bad, trying not, to say is um, you, you, tra- you got to take it as it comes. You don't get to yeah. dictate what is important to him or not. Because for another NBA star, uh, this stuff could be way more important. And it could be even more vocal and demonstrative. And for another NBA star, they may be way lower profile on this stuff. So it's just. Well, he will be more demonstrative as he gets better. Yeah, that that seems like a safe bet. Or he'll get more publicity for saying what he says. So in that's effect, probably it will a better lead way. To yeah, more, probably a better even way if it's it. not more, it will just lead to more exposure, mm, and so it'll become more prominent. But, but that's that's who he wants to be. But on, he's not just going to do it. Oh, I'm just going to be this uh, wear bulletproof dress, and then I'm not going to transfer it over to the floor. No, I think they go hand in hand, and he's going to be this leader. And he's going to be a player. We're seeing him emerge. I feel like I've seen Mitchell emerge just, and he hasn't played a lot in Orlando, and really nobody has from the Jazz perspective. But what we've seen of him, the way he's carried himself, is something that I think is the development is moving forward. Could you imagine Hayward, who was the last leader of the team? do and have that body language and have all that stuff that Mitchell showed against Denver in OT? No. There's no way. No. It's not who he is. I'm not criticizing him. That's just not who the man was and is. But this is apparently what Mitchell is going is now and what he's going to become. And from the Jazz basketball perspective, I'm fired up about that. And I am really looking forward to the playoff because, I, to, to, to be honest, I'm getting tired of uh, watching Justin Foreman Wright or Wright Foreman, whatever his name is, and no offense to him. But you want to see but, the seven best players on the team. Yes, that, that's what – but I get what they're doing. I'm just tired of it. And I know after today they're not going to do it. And I'm excited for it because if Mitchell does what he's shown here in his limited appearances – so far, if he does that in a postseason, and this is real postseason, I get it's in August, so it's a funky calendar time of year, but it is real postseason. We're seeing it. We're seeing it with these guys. Watching the Denver Clipper game last night, I, I, I don't know that I've ever been more entertained in regular season games. Uh, and, and I'm loving the guys on the bench jumping up and down. For some reason, I'm getting a kick out of that. I don't know what it is. They got more space to do what they the show I, stuff. I think and the camera goes. They want to do it because they, 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 yeah, because you can't go to fans. You can't go to fans. So when you need a reaction right. shot, you're gonna go to the players. Right, and so they're trying to generate their own, maybe. But I'm enjoying that a whole heck. I had no idea that I would enjoy that when this thing started, but I am. So I've seen it now in the regular season, so I'm expecting to see it more in the postseason. So I'm fired up for this postseason, and I want to see, can Mitchell step it up? Because in my mind, he has stepped it up from March and February and so forth versus now, and he's going to continue it. In fact, I believe he will even increase it at a higher level and that's what you want you need to have you need to have a ba 
on there. He's got to be there. We watched the freaking, uh, what would they call that, the last dance. And is that the ultimate B.A. in Jordan? Well, he still is. To the point that he sounded. eight years old or whatever he is. Oh, yeah, because he's calling Pippen out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, he should have got in the game. He's, Phil, he's never going to live it down. You know, like, you're not on the team anymore. What are you calling Phil for and, and sharing your opinion on the team? Because you weren't that far gone. Right. You still had one foot right. in. Right, and that's you what you back. want. If you're going to have a true leader, take no prisoner attitude, you're probably going to offend some people. But you know what else you're going to do? You're going to freaking win. And ultimately, that's what it's about, man. You're going to freaking win, and that's what you need. And that's what that would. And I'm not saying that Mitchell is Jordan by any stretch. Don't make that comparison. Uh, but you just look at the history of guys and teams that were dominant. In our lifetime, and the ones that we followed, you know, I don't remember the Celtics and all that stuff, but you look at these guys, and hey, you had to have somebody who was just going to be the guy. And Mitchell, man, he's making steps towards that. I don't know that he'll ever get there and be the guy holding the trophy and being the MVP of the final. It would be super sweet if it was, but we're seeing him moving in that direction, and I'm enjoying it. You know, it's funny, uh, you were talking about his production in Orlando, so while you were talking, I, I clicked on the game-by-game log here, and I'm on ESPN.com, and they have, uh, you know, and, and I mean, they're slugging stuff to get people to watch it, so they care about that, but they don't really care about any individual NBA team, right? And the, the right. You, you, you don't have much room, you don't, it's kind of like writing an, an old-school newspaper headline. You got to get it across. And so they got the little video things and the little video clips, and they headlined this one, Mitchell has ice in his veins in OT. I mean, do you, yeah. do you want anything else said about your star player? In OT. Oh. In the NBA. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> you want ice in the veins, you know? And this isn't written well, by someone who... brilliant then. Right. This isn't written by someone in Utah who goes into the visiting locker room and asks the Warriors, oh, these four guys, is this the core of a championship team? Oh, jeez. <sighs> you know, this is somebody sitting on the other side of the country like, why will people click on this? What is this video about? What is this 49 seconds about? Mitchell has ice in his veins in OT. Awesome. That was BA qualities right there in that OT against uh, Denver. And I know they didn't win the game. Gobert was out, and I didn't appreciate. I thought uh, they shouldn't have just had an O'Neal guarding uh, Jokic on that final possession. But nevertheless, that really doesn't matter because they're – you're better off being where you are playing these guys again now. So everything has worked out what they needed, and and now it's from after today – once that final whistle sounds and the buzzer goes off, then it's all about the postseason, and that's what it's about. And I'm seeing great signs from Mitchell, and oh, I don't, I don't really care about his politics, but nevertheless, I know some people do. But his basketball, I care a whole heck of a lot about, and I am seeing some great stuff out of this kid. And I call him a kid because he, in my mind, he literally is from the NBA perspective, and I'm expecting. I'm expecting him to really kick, but I don't know if they can win because I've been pumping Denver for a long time now. And yeah, but you don't know if Denver's going to have two starters. You don't know if Denver's going to have two starters. Now maybe they're I don't, just I don't I don't. Maybe they're just resting them and these guys are going to come back and I, just hit yeah. the ground running in the first game, you know. Possibly. 
possibly. Right. And, and, and so, so the point is that Mitchell can really, really emerge and be a true superstar, and they can still lose the series right now. I don't necessarily think that if that happens, I'm going to hold it against him. If he plays really super well and is showing this tremendous leadership and they lose – all right, well, they didn't have all, all their weapons. You know, let's re uh, gather up a here and, and we'll shoot again for 2021. But if, if he should pull it off, that would, be, that would be a phenomenal feat. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, we catch you up to date on everything that happened in the world of sports, including Mark Harlan meeting with the media. Where do the Utes go from here? What are they up against now that there's no Pac-12 football until at least the spring? And we had Riley Nelson on this morning and got his opinion on spring football, and we'll get to that as well next. Stay with us. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz wrap up the regular season today with the final seeding game against the Spurs. 4.30 on TNT and AT&T Sportsnet. Zone's coverage will begin at 3.30 with the pregame show. The Jazz are going to be the sixth seed in the playoffs. They will face the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Nuggets lost to the Clippers 124-111, to and that locks them into the third spot. The Lakers are one. The Clippers are two and will play Dallas. The Nuggets are three and get the Jazz. And the Rockets and the Thunder will meet in the 4-5 series. Uh, the NBA formerly suspended Buck star Giannis Antetokounmpo for one game after he headbutted Wizards forward Mo Wagner on Tuesday. This back-to-basketball update is presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. been a long four months. Welcome back. Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up and hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Catch every second of every moment of Utah Jazz basketball. As the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando, your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Here's where college football gets a little bit complicated to me. There ain't no way spring ball is happening. Uh, I've talked to some people who know. I've talked to some people who understand that the situation. Spring ball doesn't fit. It doesn't fit into the dates. It doesn't fit for, for a lot of reasons. Spring ball's not happening, not only not only because of the logistics of it, because we still don't even know what's going to happen with COVID. So spring ball's not happening. I mean, I, I, I love that, that we're all optimistic and we're still trying to push through it, but it's not happening. That's Riley Jensen, our college football insider, joining us earlier in the show. So don't get all hung up and invested in uh, spring football. Maybe Riley would be wrong. In that case, we can be pleasantly surprised, but... I'm not going to have buckets of hope sitting around the house waiting for that. Hopefully he's wrong. But we've heard a lot of that, PK, that it doesn't work. Buckets of hope. Buckets of hope. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure it does work. Uh, To to me, it's uh, some far-fetched thing out there. I'm not even thinking about it now. I, I mean, I... 
let's let's get to Labor Day at least before <laughs> yeah, I start right. thinking about it because I think that's when it's really going to hit right now. To me, you know, normally uh, what it would be this time of year, we do our show and then we go up to Utah, we go down to Provo, uh, depending on the media availability and all that stuff, and and we're not doing that now. And so that's a little unusual, but at the same time, we wouldn't be doing it in Jan- July anyway. So I know it's not July, but somehow it feels like an extension of July. But when we get to Labor Day that weekend and the Pac-12 isn't playing, it's like, wow, that's going to be startling to me. I'm foolish enough to hope that something's going to happen, some miracle's going to happen, and Oh, yeah, well, we think we can do it. <laughs> so uh, I know that's unrealistic. So I'm not even thinking of spring. You know, once we get into September and whatnot, and it, the reality of it is, man, they are not playing football this season. That stadium up there on Fort South is empty. Then I'll start thinking about spring. But for now, it's not even on my mindset. You, uh, part two to this kind of uh, where, where do we go from here in college football, you listened to Mark Harlan yesterday. He talked a lot, answered a lot of questions. Sometimes you got to answer questions with questions because it's unprecedented and, you know, they're still adapting and figuring everything out. But at, uh, the one headline, the money's always a headline, right? And the fact that they're going to lose 50 to $60 million, some of that can come off the books pretty quickly because they don't have to travel a football team. Uh, so, you know, there's some costs, but, but other costs are going to be really painful. Now, the, the, there is a line of credit for the Pac-12, and schools can access up to $83 million. So maybe that's the answer is, is right there, and it's something they can stretch the repayment out over a decade, and it won't be quite as brutal as it looks on the surface. But on the surface, it looks brutal. Well, my first and foremost concern is jobs. Uh, at no point, I don't care if you're my most bitter enemy, do I want to see you lose job and lose employment. It's That is just so serious. And that leads to all sorts of complications and problems that we don't understand uh, because it's relative to the individual and how that person, he or she, deals with that. But that 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 is too, too major. I told you that when I was... Uh, freshman or something in high school was my father got lost his job and you know he didn't make much anyway but it was just just awful and you could you could just see something that isn't visible and that's stress you know how am I going to provide and uh, to be able to have to go through that it's just awful not to be able but to have to go through it is just awful and then so that's my first and foremost concern is employment but yeah that's a staggering amount of money when you think about it, it's like, wow, how are they going to recover from that? How long is it going to take them to recover from that? Well, to the degree that it's impacting the budget, uh, as you repay it over five to seven to ten years, um, five to seven to ten years. Now, you can argue that step away from the financial. And just what about the, um, the perception and the impact if indeed they don't play football and other conferences play an entire season? You know, 
is what does that do? Re- okay, recruiting yeah, so much about there, perception. Sure. Now, I think it'll be limited to the degree that, well, Alabama can't go sign 50 kids in a season, right? They can only sign 25. So they can't take all the kids, and they're going to misevaluate some, and Saban's going to retire at some point. But maybe it's bigger than an individual coach, and leagues elevate themselves uh, to the degree they're already elevated. Maybe they just stretch the margin out even more. Um, or all that's overblown. I don't know. Maybe these leagues are just kicking the can down the road and they're going to shut it down. Or, or you know, maybe they're going to shut it down after two or three games. You know, it, we talked with Riley and, and he thinks the high school football season is, uh, is short-lived. It's something I've heard. Yak has talked to people. He's heard it too. Nobody's saying that this is when it's going to happen. It just seems to be the general tenor is... We're going to start the season. We're going to start the season, but we don't know how far this is. We don't know exactly. how sustainable this is. You know, so, and we've already seen a, a high well, school game postponed here week one. Not to make light of it, because it's a serious issue here. Uh, you talk about money, so I know someone uh, very dear to me is going to be taking tickets at uh, one of the local high school games. So I said to her. Uh, you signing up for that? And he says, "Yeah, I'm gonna sign up for the for the for the games." And I said, "Why?" Because he said, "Because I make more money that way, and then I get more money in retirement that way." And I, oh, okay, uh, yeah. And I don't want to go into details, but uh, how do I say this? Uh, suddenly, the need for more money in the family has come to pass more apparent and is more urgent because her spouse has lost some money. I think you follow where I'm going here. Nope, not at all. I don't know what you're talking no, about. we couldn't follow that, couldn't at, all. Follow that at all. <laughs> but, you know, it's important. It's real. Yeah. Yes. So even at the high school level, it's real. True story. All right, you want some good news all after all this heavy negativity? If you say the, the zone has signed DJ to a five-year deal. Nope. Yes. Nope. Nope. You're six not, years. Doesn't have seven. Doesn't have to do with you they or you me. Full, they give you a full decade. This isn't you or me. This isn't Yock. Yock with that tone is probably not even going to work here the rest of the week. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have legitimate. Well, late in the week. I'm, I have, I'm off to polish my resume. <laughs> I know. See ya. No, we have. If you clowns would knock it off, we have real sports news that I think some people here are going to find exciting. It's not us, but it's someone who's been on our show multiple times, who we will welcome back on our show next week or the week after. Uh, you like anytime, Mike Weir. What do you got? Comma, Weirzy. I mean, it's early, right? These tournaments go on forever. It's, it's 72 holes, and in the end, it's probably going to be literally one stroke, right? More often than not, there's one That's shot That's what's over amazing four days. to me about that, Right, <laughs> play forever, and it's one shot. Yeah, it really is. And then you find, oh, that guy's good, yeah. and that guy sucks. And you're like, it was one swing over four days, 16 hours of golf and one swing? But uh, out of the gate, Mike Weir... Uh, and it's uh, the Bridgestone Senior Players Championship. Right. Birdie, 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 and now he's rattled off four pars. 
So, so nice. Three under. Nice start. Three under through seven. He's playing the eighth hole right now, and he is off to a good start. That is awesome. I see is that on television. I'm going to check that out, yeah. And we know, you know, I've, we, well, both of us have spoken to Mike, and I played around with him last year in October. He claims up, he wants to play with all three ago. of us. And he was he was outlying out uh, laying out his plans. Now, he obviously didn't know about the COVID deal, but this was everything he was doing. And even that day that I was playing with him, he, he was talking about how he's working on stuff to prepare for this senior thing, and he was really looking forward to it. And it has been a goal of his. And since we know him a little bit, I'm, I don't. I mean, I'm not claiming to be his best friend by any stretch, uh, but uh, certainly I'm going to root hard for him to win. Uh, it was such a thrill to actually play around with a Masters winner. I kept thinking of my father. Oh, I know, right? And how, 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 just uh, how cool he would have thought that was. Uh, but to, to see him, he's been working towards getting his health and his game in order to be able to compete at this high level. And I, and I think, um, I think this one. If I'm not mistaken, I think they allow you to take one family member or one person. So there's no fans there, but I think they let you take a person. Mm. So you can have a you can have a one person can follow you on the course. I, I believe so. I have to I have to double check that. That okay. I thought I heard that they were going to allow each participant could have one person there. That makes sense to me, though, because there, there's so much space. It's like we were talking earlier about the Cowboys having fans at games, and I know some people roll their eyes at that, but I'm like, in an 80,000-seat stadium, I know you can put 800 people in and socially distance them. Okay, so we're just talking about how many people. Now, can they be 10% full, 20% full, 50% full? You know, I don't know. I, I don't know that. But, like, you got a whole golf course and like you got on a hole, you have four people playing, you got four caddies, and you got four people following. Well, if the 12 of you want to pay attention and spread out, that's easy. You, you and I golfed a couple weeks ago, and, and your wife was there, and we had a good time, and we yacked. You guys played 18, I only played nine, I had to go to work. But for nine holes, like, we weren't within 20 feet of each other, and we were outdoors. You know, it's not that. It's not that well, big yeah, I was in the bushes most of the time. You were not. <laughs> you were not. <laughs> Trying to find my ball. Left side of the fairway, middle of the fairway, right side of the fairway. You're picking it. Okay, on this hole, i got to go down the left side of the fairway. Two-story yacht. If you know Bonneville, if you know Bonneville, we're at the, uh, it would have been the fourth hole, and there's kind of a hill on the left side, and you drive it over that hill and down the left side. And he's, and PK steps over on it and look over there. He's explaining, you want to, and he's kind of pointing. He says, you got to go down the left side because the fairway's tilted and the ball will roll to the middle. If you go down the middle, it's going to roll to the right edge. And the right edge will put you in the rough and you got to hit, you know, and there's trees in the way. So I'm going to go down the left side. He steps over the ball and then something happens and he steps back. And just then, we thought the next group had moved on because there was nobody. He's literally pointing down the fairway. There's nobody there. They were all behind the hill looking for a ball. And he almost drove into them. And I mean, they're out there like, I don't know, 180 yards. What? I don't yeah, know, so 200 right, yards. Right in on them. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was good you stepped away, PK. Yeah, I didn't see him. No, well, no. Not, neither did I. You were literally pointed at the fairway, and they weren't there because they were behind the hill. They emerged. They emerged. All right, so Mike Weir's got it going on. He's off to a nice start, and uh, so's Fred Couples. He's two under through nine, so... Mike is three under through seven. We can keep track of that. Ernie Els is in the, you know, it's the Senior Players Championship, so they got, they got some big names there. Uh, VJ Singh is playing. Colin Montgomery, Retief Goosen. So, all right, uh, anything else you want to hit? A little baseball? 
The Cubbies, 12 and 3, the real deal. We talk about the Yankees and we talk about the Dodgers, but Cubbies are 8 and 3, baby. Or 12 and 3, playing 800 ball. Yeah. Yeah, they're off to uh, an outstanding start, no question about it, with their rookie manager, for who is a teammate of some of those guys, David Ross. And the Yankees lose a guy, just plug a guy in. They're the Yankees. Why, if you don't love them, you hate them probably. Uh, Clint Frazier makes his 2020 debut right after Stanton gets hurt and goes on the shelf. And Frazier homers and has three hits, and the Yankees beat the Braves 6-3. to three. Just plug in another guy. We're the Yankees. I, no big it's deal. It's so, so stupid of me. Yankee Stadium was not more than 30 miles from my front door. I should have latched on to them. Then I could have done all this celebrating all this time. Yes. What's wrong with you? 27 championships and counting? I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with me. They uh, were, you know, they did have they a stretch. They weren't that good as a kid. I was going to say, they had a stretch where they were really bad, and when they got good again, was probably right about the time you went to Arizona, although I don't have that totally locked down. But I, you may have been uh, in Arizona. It's close. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're within a year or two either yeah. way. But so I still could have been a fan. Yeah. And, I know. And they, I, were, they, were the, they were literally the closest team to my house. Right. And The Mets would have been further away from Jersey. Uh, yeah, a few, few, uh, a few miles, miles, but, but yeah. yeah, but, but nevertheless, I never really root for either of yeah. them, and that, that's stupid. I could, <laughs> I could have been wearing my Yankee gear, just popping off all this time. What is trending? Uh, what is trending? Uh, DJ and PK Slacker Radio headlines brought to you by Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. Your feedback next, and it's all over, almost here. Don't go nowhere. My bold prediction will be that the Big 12, SEC, ACC, and other FBS conferences will pull out, leaving BYU and Navy as the only game played this year. BYU will win and win the national championship. <laughs> the, only Again. Un- the only undefeated team in America, PK. 1-0. Again. The BYU Cougars. <laughs> uh, so Air Force, and, uh, Air Force isn't going to play Navy at that point? I guess that maybe they could all split head-to-head. Hey, it's a fantasy. Just let it go. Okay. Hey, you know what's not a fantasy? Birdie in a 482-yard par four, if you're, or, uh, if you're Mike Weir, the eighth hole. Another, that's four birdies through eight holes, PK. Uh, four under. Uh, he's going to have to chip in from about, uh, I'd say, 30 yards if he wants to birdie number nine. Oh, yeah. I just turned it on. Needs a little up and down, huh? Is it on the Golf Channel? It is on the Golf Channel, yeah. And they're showing uh, he hit a f- drive that was not on the fairway, and then he hit a second shot, and it didn't land on the green. And right now they're showing uh, Ernie Els is in. Uh, who, who's the Spanish dude with the ponytail, the older guy? Miguel Angel Jimenez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he talked about, uh, yeah, golf. Uh, I play golf, and then I go home and make love to a beautiful woman. You remember that story? I did. He is, <laughs> he is a strange duck. I don't know if you've ever seen his warm-up routine on the course. It's yeah, oh, well. yeah. Well, he's in a threesome with uh, Earls, Els, and uh, Freddie Couples. And Freddie Couples. Is he yeah. smoking? All of the guys I grew up watching are now he on does, the uh, No, he didn't ha- he's not smoking right now. Yeah, I have a little funny forward. story. Last Saturday, uh, we were... Uh, watching the jazz game and then afterward it flicked on the golf and my wife was sitting there watching it with me and the there a, a guest from the pga who was a player came on and he was talking and doing his thing and then i fell asleep and she was up the whole time and she waited until i woke up and she says 
who's this Phil guy they got in the booth? I said, what? (laughs) You're kidding me. She's from Arizona. How does she not know that? She's a good golfer. Was she being funny? No. She said they never said his last name. And she didn't. She she said, well, I didn't know that they brought him up there. I said, well, it's because he played in the morning or he played earlier. And with the the time, they brought him into the booth. And, of course, it was Phil Mickelson. And then she felt really silly. uh, A man who needs no introduction (laughs) unless you're sitting in a house in Sandy. When she, I kind of, I, you know this this one guy is, uh, what's his name? What's that guy's Tigers? What's his last name? <laughs> she just didn't. She didn't realize that they would have a an active player come in and do it with Nance and Faldo. I said, yeah, that, that's who. And, and I, I knew. I listened to, it, but I fell asleep in the second portion of it, and then woke up about twenty. Funniest, later. funniest. Uh, athlete in a booth, best athlete in a booth since a game, I think it was in 93, uh, in Boston, and Charles Barkley wasn't active and did a quarter. And that was a quarter I knew that Charles Barkley could have a network TV job any time he wanted. He was hilarious. And watching Phil, I thought of that. I thought, Phil, pick your network anytime you want. They, They want you in the booth. Hey, we're putting up a, a poll question here, PK. We're running out of time since we started talking about Mike Weir. But uh, who wins the Jazz Nuggets first-round playoff series? Jazz, Nuggets, or I'm out? That's for your neighbor down there who's not paying any attention anymore. Uh, I put the I'm out vote up there. So that is up. I just put it up, and we will have the results of that for you tomorrow. See what the expectations are for the Jazz in the playoffs. That's up on Twitter at David DJ James. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Hans and Scotty are coming up next.